The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringer yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Adolfi! Hello everybody, welcome back to the New York Talk, the Rotherham United podcast. We have, sadly, quite a lot to talk about. I say sadly because none of it's positive. Um, we've got no manager, uh, we've lost 4-1 away from home, and we go to into another away game, and we all know our away record. Um, happy days, happy, happy days. Mick, just me and you tonight, how are you doing? I'm alright mate, how are you? I'm alright. Football aside, I'm doing alright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't really know where to start to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> we, we said before we started recording, I said to you that I'm done with talking about managers and the managerial situation, but we've got to talk about it again for another hour, mate, because we are still there without a manager. We're going to, we're probably going to go into another game. We're sitting on a Thursday night, we're probably going to go into a third game without a manager. Um, we'll talk about the if, ifs, where buts, and Matt Taylor's in a moment, but. It looks bad again, doesn't it? It it, it does, and I, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I've been thinking about it today, trying to think of a way of dressing it up into something that, uh, whether there's any positives that you can you can drag out of it. But in terms of how it looks from the outside, um, it, it looks amateurish. Is is how it looks, and um, there's there's nothing at all coming out of the club. Nothing. Um, you know, even even a little bit of a sort of a you know we're on with it. We're, we're interviewing this week. We're doing this. We're doing the other. Some sort of um, output from the club would would kind of make you give you a little bit of confidence that things are things are heading in the right direction. But there's there's it's just radio silence, and 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 that kind of worries me, uh, particularly after Tony Stewart's um, car crash on Sky. So yeah. I, I'm sure things obviously obviously they're working on it. Obviously things are being being done. Obviously interviews 
we know have taken place this week. At least one we know have taken place this week. Um, but it just it, it feels feels amateurish. Mm. It does. I was going with Sarah Ogden with us, as if YouTube viewers Martin Hall and Terry Fembe, Nathan Crabtree, Andy P, Chris Page. Hi, all. Where do we go from here? Only oh, one way downwards. Um, David Hope says, absolutely bored of Rodney Nide at the moment. He says, our chairman has lost the plot and is insulting us as the fans. He says, time for time up for Mr. Short. He needs to sell the club um, and get to the next level all round poor. Richard Brown says, laughing stock springs to mind, the team away from home and the manager. Um, yeah. So let's let's go through the list of events. We might as well start with the managerial stuff because I don't, you know, if we if we could talk about the manager for an hour, mate, we don't have to talk about the whole game. That's my theory. No, uh, people are just going to start, people are, people are going to start turning off pretty rapidly if we spend an hour talking about a non-existent situation, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. So the the stories from the week are that Nathan Jones shot up the odds earlier on in the week. Uh, it was then confirmed. <laughs> Paul Davis confirmed that he had an interview with the club, and then about twenty minutes later, Rob Staten tweeted that, that there's no way that Nathan Jones is going to be the manager at next manager of Rotherham United. Um, that was what was that? Where Wednesday? Was it Wednesday? Uh, Tuesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Wednesday. So. All we know, Mick, is that Nathan Jones has has, has had an interview, as Rob Sitton put in some of his tweets uh, in, in replies, that it's not unheard of for managers to talk to clubs, um, have so-called interviews, but they're not actually take the job because of one thing or another. Mm. For me, we're, I don't think we would take that interview as a club. I don't, I don't think we're at the stage where we're just going to have a chat with some random bloke. Yeah. If, it's, if it's not at the point where... We're interested in in signing him up, and I understand that he's got some contractual issues at Southampton, which may hold it up anyway. Um, but that would seem for the time, and you know, if it, if it was the day after Matt Taylor had been sacked, I think I could under, I could understand yeah. that. I, I, it doesn't sit right with me to be honest with you. If it's just an informal chat kind of thing with Nathan Jones, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's a, a formal interview. I'm sure that 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 will have taken place. Um, you know, that's what's been reported. That's what's come from the club. Um, so, 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 yeah, he, I'm sure he's been interviewed. Um, the the issue for me is, I just worry. I worry the fact that uh, the issues we had with Mark Bonner last time around, um, and, and Mark Bonner, with the greatest respect to him, he's not been around the block like mm. the likes of Nathan Jones and and the other people that have been mentioned. He's, he's obviously very new to management and and. I don't want to use the word naive, but I can't think of a better one. Naive in the ways of football chairman and, and the way the way that sort of process runs. Um, and and he, he walked away from it. Now, for whatever reason, um, I, I, that concerns me a little bit. Um, the financial side of it concerns me significantly because, um, you know, Nathan Jones will have been on a, a proper packet down at Southampton. Um, so... You know, there's no way we're going to get anywhere close to that. And there are probably many, many other clubs that would. So the question kind of raises itself as to why would he uh, why would he take that on? So that's one side of that argument. The other side of the argument is that he seems to me to be a manager who is more likely to deal with players that are at the level that our players are at mm. and be more capable of dealing with those kinds of players. 
um, than dealing with your your sort of Premier League prima donnas, yeah, um, or on two hundred grand a week or hundred grand a week or whatever it is they're on. Um, so I just can't, I, it concerns me. Tony Stewart concerns me at the moment. Um, his his approach to it, state of mind to, towards it, it feels a little bit out of control. I think. Um, so I don't know where we're going to go, but for me, for me, he would be a, a fantastic appointment. And maybe you know, on Monday morning when we get that tweet from from Sam Todd to say announcing announcing Nathan Jones as manager, all these last two weeks will will be um, ancient history, and it'd be a great appointment. But I don't know something in the back of my mind. Um, is suggesting that it probably won't happen. It feels too good to be true. I think it does a bit. But would it be worth the wait? We've, we've sacrificed three games. If if that did happen on Monday, somebody's put in the comments earlier that they they they've heard something's going to happen next week. We'll wait and see. But if you were to wait three games and surrender potentially two of them, bear in mind the away form tomorrow and Saturday, Saturday. Sorry, mm. is that worth waiting those three games to get somebody like Nathan Jones in? It depends. It depends what the what the issues are, sort of backstage, doesn't it? You know, mm. um, my understanding is, and I, and I, I suspect this is where Rob Staten was coming from. Um, that there, there will still be some contractual issues with with Southampton, mm. uh, where whereby his contract's not been settled yet, which may then affect any future employment, or any future employment may affect any sort of settlement he's going to get from Southampton. Um, because I would argue with probably what's happened is they'll probably still be paying him a wage um, mm. until the contract situation is sorted. And if we're not going to match that, then, you know, why would he? So we'll have to wait and see on that. And and possibly that's where Rob Staten is coming from. Yeah. Um, so. so, so yeah. We'll, <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's where we all sit at the main terms. He, he's still odds on favourite. Heavy on for odds on favourite, Nathan Jones. Now, what complicates or potentially smoothens matters is that Matt Taylor is set to take a new job. Now, it doesn't look good that Matt Taylor's taking a job before we've, we've made an appointment. Let's not pretend, because that, that doesn't look good at all. Not that it matters, but it doesn't look great. But if Matt Taylor's going to take a job three weeks later, that suggests there's potentially some sort of agreement with us to either reduce the settlement or Bristol Rovers settle some of his previous contract to allow him to take the job at a new club, which could then potentially allow us to free up some cash to potentially bring something like Nathan Jones in, where we can go from there. We're all this is all what I've just said, it's just pure speculation, Mick, to be honest with you. And we're putting two and two together. But it flies with the information we hold, that could potentially be something. Yeah, could be. It could be, but who's to say, you know, and, and, and you, you're right, ultimately, everything and everything that we say here and everything that, that, that Rob Staten says, and to a, to a greater or lesser degree, what Paul Davis says, you know, is, is, is speculation to, to one degree or another. In our case, complete speculation. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'd be surprised if, um, I can't remember what you asked me now, but um, I'm going to go on and just say I'd be surprised if, if when um, Wayne Carlisle particularly wants to go, I mean, uh, given given the performance of the night, maybe he does now. But <laughs> um, you know, 
he may he may well go, he may not. He don't we don't know, do we? So um mm. that's what we asked about with it. But it's not a bit there. It does it is it is something bear bearing worth thinking about. The Matt Tiller's got a new job, which hasn't been announced yet, but uh, he seems to be in the next twenty four hours that Matt, uh, Matt Tiller will be confirmed as the Bristol Rovers manager. He's gonna need some staff behind him. Mm. Um Wayne Carlisle, I think, has been with him throughout his entire time at Exeter. So Matt I assume Matt Tiller will want Wayne Carlisle. What also adds into this uh, theory, I suppose, conspiracy theory that I, that I have at the minute is there's been no press conference today. Um, Thursday, mm. especially for away games, Thursday is the day for the press conferences. And we have had nothing. We've had, I think the club have tweeted out twice today, one for some opening times um, over the Christmas period. I think maybe a May, Miller's May Day thing as well. Um, that. I just want to know something, to be honest with you, Mick. And that, that's the frustrating thing. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to be sat on an interview board or anything like that, but I just want something <laughs> to sort of say, yeah, there's no press conference today, but you know, Wayne Carlisle's going to take it to, to tomorrow or they've been delayed indefinitely because of something or, or something or other. It's just, it may well be tomorrow. John Henry says it'll be tomorrow. It probably will be. Mm. It's, just, it's just a day later than it normally is. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying earlier on, doesn't it? It's just for God's sake, give us some, just give us, yeah. give us a, give us a little snippet, give us something to hang on to, um, official, you know, not not sort of, um, not through the press, and that's no offence to any of the any of the local press at all. But we're, let's have it from the club that that things are ongoing, moving at pace, whatever. Just give us something to uh, to grab onto. I accept that they're not going to name names. That's that's not going to happen from from the club's point of view. But um, yeah, it's it's the, the silence is is deafening, really. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I keep going back to, to to last week's interview, and it, it it kind of I'm a bit embarrassed by it, if I'm honest. Still, mm. so anyway, there you go. Yeah, three weeks. Well. Matt Taylor obviously didn't get sacked on the Saturday, but three weeks he did. He did, he did by all accounts, so three weeks on Saturday will be since the Watford game, and we're still probably going to be managerless. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't know what else to say. To be honest with you, um, I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for everybody. That's. I feel sorry for Wayne Carlisle. I feel sorry for the players. Um, but then they're they they're in the mess, aren't they? They they're the reason we are where we are, and to a certain extent, I suppose. Um, yeah, they are up to a point. But that one of the, what I would say, one of the positive signs, I guess, is that there's been no movement at all, and there's been no other further rumours other than the ones that we've had in the past. In, you know, in the, over the last three weeks, no new names have come into the the, the fold, mm. um, and and the, the the name of Nathan Jones has just got sort of stronger and stronger as as that time's gone on. So um, it may be, you know, there's been no indication that anybody else has had an interview. Um, you know, we've not had a Nathan Jones has had an interview plus three others or yeah. one other or whatever. There's been none of that. Um, so it may well be that the, there's been a delay or the, the issue is contractual. Um, mm. Or it may be that 14 other people have been interviewed and not one of them has been spotted leaving or coming to New York Stadium. Mm. Possibly. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. What happens? Um, we've got a week after this, so we've got this game, and then a week's break before the Swansea game. Um, we'll come back to it as and when we as and when we have some information. That may maybe Sunday, maybe Monday, and maybe January. We don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, 
Yeah, Cheryl's done sums this up quite nice. We'll move on to the whole game. She was reasonably reasonably positive going into the Tuesday game. That lasted less than five minutes. Down with a bang. Oh, I don't really want to talk about this to be honest with you because it's tough. But yeah, we went. We all predicted. I think we all predicted wins. Make most of us predicted wins. Um, <laughs> and I think that was reasonable to, to suggest that because I thought the second half against against Leeds was excellent. There were reasons to suggest that there was a positive step going forward. Mm. Um, but it lasted like like uh, like Shell says, lasted five minutes, and then it was same old, same old. It was, it was, and it wouldn't have, it, it, you know, had they not got that early goal, I think it would have been a, well, it would have been a completely different game because we did start off for the first two or three minutes on the front foot, you know, pressing mm. high, uh, working hard, and then, you know, Grant Hall comes along, and you know, he, he's he's he's. He's one of those players, Grant Hall, who, you know, he's, he's either absolutely fantastic or absolute garbage. Um, and he said there's no real in-between with him. Um, and he was garbage the other night. And I accept he's coming back from injury and everything else, but that, that bypass was unforgivable. Oh, absolutely unforgivable. You just, I mean, I'd sooner put it out for a corner than uh, than, than just, just do what he did. And, it, oh dear, and from that point on, it, it just went downhill. It went absolutely downhill. Um, you know, I think argue, arguably Victor might be disappointed with himself that he didn't manage to keep hold of the ball. Mm. There is, I'm, not, I'm not attaching any blame whatsoever to, to, to anybody other than, than Grant Hall for that goal. Um, mm. You know, it was just, it was awful at that stage of the game as well. They, were, they weren't causing us any problems. I don't get it. I don't understand, and then the 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 comment that you've uh, that, that Shelley's just put there in the in the comments there, mm. why Grant Hall was even playing, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, Ayala has been been excellent the last couple of games that he's played. No reason whatsoever that I can see, unless there's an injury um, to, to 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 drop him. Um, but you would think, you would think that you could rely on Grant Hall and Sean Morrison. Mm. You would think that, wouldn't you? Um, I am not happy with either of them, and I'm particularly not happy, if I'm honest, with Sean Morrison. What from Tuesday? Just in general. Okay. Um, my my feeling, I get the feeling, and, and I could be completely wide of the mark here. So it's just the feeling that I get that he don't want to be here. He has no interest. You know, the the, the couple of little things when he when he went off um, against when he was taken off against Watford. Watford. You know, straight down the tunnel, looked like it got face on, didn't look happy. Um, there's a couple of instances where, I mean, Watford was another game where, you know, he just let the ball sail straight past him into the path of a striker, mm. made no attempt whatsoever to play it. Um, and, and, he, and he just, it just feels like he's a little bit lacklustre and, and I'm not convinced he's particularly wanting to be here, to be perfectly honest. And, and he seems to me to be the stripe type of player that you would need, you would expect to step up when the team are in such dire straits psychologically away from home, you'd think he'd be one of the first names you'd want on your team sheet. And to be honest with you, he just seems to be compounding the problem. That's my view. I've got no basis for it other than what I've seen on the pitch. So, you know, I'm not saying that that's true in any way, but um, I'm not happy with him at all. We expected him to be the, the, the success to Richard Wood and yeah. the ability to just drag players up by the by the boots and, and sort them out and he's just not really done that no. um he's, don't get me wrong he's had some really good performances at times he, he's played he has had some good games or he's played well 
Mm. Um, I've, he's not seen him be the leader that I thought he would be. Is, is, no. maybe, is, is maybe the maybe the issue, which I think is is probably what feeds into the comments I've just made there. Yeah, you know, you would expect him to be the leader. Um, you would expect him to, to be the type of character that that would 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 get players playing again. You know, try and boost the confidence. And I don't see any of that at all. Maybe there. I'm just, I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. Um, like so Shelley says, why drop no IR and Nombe? Fred was injured in the warm-up and replaced with a defender with Afia sat on the bench. We'll come to a sum of that in a moment because there's a lot to dig out. I will go back to the start 11 in a minute. Mike Miller says, certainly not re reasonable to predict a win at Hull. Can't believe the fog that Rotherham fans peer through. It was never going to be anything other than defeat. What I would say, Mike, is that we just took Leeds. Leeds are better than Hull. And we just pushed Leeds all the way and we're probably lucky not to beat Leeds. And Hull had just come off a draw away at Swansea, again, Swansea in no great shape. So I don't think it was unreasonable to sort of think. And also, it was the first game after Matt Taylor left, which, again, football's a weird little thing where weird things can happen. I thought we, I think we all thought it was going to be our turn to something turn around. We're going to win eventually. Um, I'm not, I don't regret predicting a win. It was a stupid prediction, as it turns out, but I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you a prediction for Birmingham yet, but it's not to rather than win. Um, <laughs> um, we'll go back to the starting level, Mick. We said Georgie Kelly started, and I, thought, I think I was. I put, we put a tweet out from the from the podcast account saying it was great, and we all, we all want to see Georgie Kelly. But with putting those hindsight goggles on, the setup was completely wrong. It was completely <laughs> mad to go what was basically a four four two against Hull when you've got. Philogene, you've got the lap. I can't look out right hand side, but he was brilliant as well. Mm. We, we tried, we tried pressing high up the pitch those players, and that is just madness to me. We've all heard how good from Hull fans and others that Philogene is an excellent player. For example, mm. we watched Delap last season. I think Delap is limited, but he's got legs. He'll run and run and run. And the last thing you want to do is give him space in behind. Mm. Um, and to take a man out of that midfield that was so good on Friday to go to a two-man central midfield blew my blew my mind. And Ollie Rathbone is a right winger as well. Yeah, I, I'll come on to Nombe in a minute. But those changes, the setup was just wrong, and it was wrong instantly. You could see it was wrong instantly within a couple of minutes. The setup was completely wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether I agree with that. Uh, and, I, and I only don't, I don't know whether I agree with it because we didn't really have a chance to see. You know, we had four minutes and then that was it, game over. But it was something as Watford, won it? Same same kind of thing. Yeah, it was similar. Yeah, it was similar. Um, it, it, it gave the gave the opposition a chance to exploit that width, which, which they did. Um, so, yeah. I, I, in terms of Georgie Kelly, I was glad to see him start, but I don't think he should be starting with Hugel. No, um, I think that was that was a mistake. Uh, if you're going to start him, you should start with Nombe. You've got two different types of players. You've got the same, essentially the same player there. Whether he felt that those two were going to be able to bully that back line or not, I don't know. Um, they didn't, unfortunately. No. But they, didn't, they didn't really get the opportunity because once they'd scored, they, we, we just we just ran back into our shells and and just gave them the ball essentially mm -hmm. and let them let, let them have a practice match. So, you know, they didn't really get the opportunity to, to give it a go. Mm. Yeah. And Rathburn as a right winger? No. Why? <laughs> why, why? Why would you do that when you've got a, you've got a winger on bench? I don't, I don't get know. it. I don't understand. You, you've got, you, we, whilst, we, whilst we are down to the bones, 
we've certainly got enough players for each position. So mm. why we're uh, competent enough players for each position. Competent being the word, not necessarily outstanding or anything else, but certainly players who, who could play and are used to playing in, in, in specific positions. And yet, we leave them on the bench. And, and I don't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. The, I didn't get it. And, and and like you say, when Fred gets injured in the warm up, we replace an attacker with a defender. Put yeah. that defender in midfield when you've got a midfielder on. I don't. I, it just kind of blew my mind a bit. Mm. But again, that's that for me. That's something that was 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 synonymous with Matt Taylor's reign as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. But what do we know? You know, we well we know we lost four one, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we lost four one. Um, yeah, those changes. You're right. You're right. It just stunk. It stunk of Caffle going out wide as well, like like under Matt Taylor yeah. did. Um, yeah, crazy. Round pegs in round holes. You need round pegs in round holes, um, and and we've got the round pegs, but we're putting square pegs in holes, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, the question is: If you want two strikers on the field, we could try Nombe on the wing. Looks to me like he could do a job. Yeah, again. If you want, if you want, if you want to put a wide man out there, Nombe, having not seen him play out wide, it looks like the kind of me that can play out wide. Mm-hmm. He's got that pace. He's got, he's got that ability to run with the ball. I suspect he could do a job for you out wide, um, better than Oli Rathbone can do out wide. Oli Rathbone's completely wasted. He didn't do anything out wide. Why would he? He has none of his attributes. And Oli Rathbone say to me, he's going to do a good job out wing. He's not oh. particularly quick. He's not slow, but he's not particularly quick. He's not a great crosser of the ball. Mm-hmm. I jump his set pieces all night, sadly. Um, it just blows my mind. And Benavi Nappi is on bench as well. Yeah. He's fell well out of favour, Nappi, hasn't he? I don't know what what problem yeah. is there because he, he, did, he did all right when he came on. He, he, he were a nuisance when he came on, I thought. Again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. It didn't make any sense, does it? No. It not make any sense. Um, it just... It just smacks of... Um, not... I don't know. I don't know. Not understanding the game, not seeing what's happening, not not understanding the game. Forget that bit. No, just not recognizing what's happening on the pitch and dealing with it. You know, mm. dealing with the threat that's that, that you're up against. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. No. Uh, Salad Dodger eighty two says we need a leader on the pitch, but the only one out there can take credit for the last few weeks is Victor. And that's uh, that's a problem. Victor is great at what he does, and I think he is a leader on the pitch, but he's a He's a goalkeeper, and that's yeah. really difficult for a goalkeeper to lead. Um, yeah, or totally I mean, Hakim Adolphin did his best to lead by example from that midfield, uh, yeah. as he always does, and, he, and you would expect nothing less from him. Um, but there were only the odd one or two, you know. Um, Ollie, Ollie did his best again to get involved in the game, but he was he's out wide there. He's not going to be able to influence it as much as he would be in, in his normal position. Ty, he tried. You know, the, the midfield themselves, I don't think, were too bad. They were um, a man short, though. They were a man short and kept getting missed out. So yeah. the ball kept sailing over the top of them. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 there were some decent performances, but there were some really, really poor performances as well. Yeah. Um, and that that cost us. That's what cost us. We'll come on to the other goals in a minute. But I want to mention Nombe because this was. I know we mentioned Oli Rathbun at wide being an odd decision, but not playing Nombe was the most baffling decision because he has been brilliant the last few games. He was so good against Leeds. He, he led like a proper striker did against Leeds. Yeah, he did. Um, 
in there was no comments that he was injured. There was no comments that he was he was being rested. In fact, Wayne Carlisle sort of said afterwards that he wanted they wanted to get a, something along the lines of get a platform up top is something mm -hmm. along the words that he used. Um, I honestly don't get it because I thought it was excellent. I, I can't work out for the life of me why you're dropping Nombe. He's got that pace. He's got something different, like you mentioned earlier. He's different to Georgie and Hugel. He's got smells, and he's been playing well. If you're yeah. playing well, why are you dropping? In, in especially when we're, the rest of the team is not necessarily playing that well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. A, a mate of mine at work who's a, as an avid Leeds supporter picked Nombe out and said he was a, a really good player. I was really impressed by him in, yeah. in that Leeds game, as we all were. Um, and, and then he didn't start the next game. It didn't again. It, it I, I don't understand it. I, have we ever? I, I, have we? Have we ever started the same team twice in the last twelve months? I don't know whether we have. You know, there always seems to be some tinkering and and, and kind of fanning about with 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 something after it's worked. Mm. Uh, and and the old adage of if it's ain't broke, don't don't fix it. Uh, it, it absolutely rings true, you know. Um, I know we're trying to adapt to other teams' tactics because every team plays differently, but you know, adapt with the same players because in the main they're all capable of dealing with that. So um, I, I don't understand why he was dropped. I, I don't. I don't understand why Arla went to, went onto bench. I don't get that either. Um, it it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Mm. We mentioned it's a five, it's a three game week, but we played on Friday, so we had an extra day to recover. Yeah. And you're only traveling to Hull, you know, we're not going to Norwich or or Bristol or something like that. It's, it's an hour down the road to Hull, so there's not a travel day in there. Um, it's a three game week after an international break, yeah. You know, it's not like we've had another three game week the week before, or even two game week. We, we've had two weeks off. Mm. Um, and I know that there's the, there's the concern of injuries and everything else, and we don't know. Obviously, we don't know what the what levels these players are on in terms of the injuries, injuries that they're carrying and how close they are to you know to to, to being out for a while. But um, yeah, neither of those neither of those uh, decisions made it a lot of sense to me before the game, and certainly far less sense after it. Yeah, we've, we've changed two of the back four. We put Pelty, took Pelty out. Was, again, with Pelty was was quite good on on Friday. Yeah, I think you needed to keep either Ayala or Pelty in there just to keep that that some form of consistency. Mm -hmm. um, talking of Pelty, that sadly brings us on to Dexter and Bikisa. Uh Didn't have a great game, Mick. In general, the issue the issue is the third goal, uh, which is a, I think Philogene was a Philogene back heel the third goal. No, the second. Or it's second. Second goal, then. There you go. Um, Dexter, that's a criminal bit of defending from Dexter there. He's turned his back inside his own six-yard box. The yeah. ball is allowed the ball to hit him and then done nothing to try and win it back inside his own six-yard box. I, we've been great. Uh, we've, we've praised Dexter a lot this season. I stand by a lot of what I said. I, I think mm. there's going to be a great player in there. I can only assume that he's low on confidence because that second or two of football was one of the most amateurish bits of football I've seen in a long, long time. The first one of the first rules of football is do not turn your back on the ball, and certainly not in your six-yard box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't great from him, and it weren't great from Morrison either. No, it wasn't. went to close him down and, and didn't really half-heartedly went to close him down. You know, he didn't even show his own legs. He just he stood there with his legs, legs akimbo, and he went straight through him. 
Um, it was it was it was a just uh, like Fred Carno circus run. It was just embarrassing that um, probably probably as bad uh, 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 as bad defending as it was for the first goal. Mm. Uh, just just woeful um, and it so deflating. You know, one nil. You think all right, all right, come on, just just let's just let's just calm down. We we there's there's plenty of plenty of time. You know, when a score a team scores on four or five minutes, if you can get your Get your heads together and get back in the game. You 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 you're still in it, and then and then literally within three or four minutes we 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 were two 0 down, and it, you're just wondering how many it's going to be at that point, given the level of defending that that led to both those goals. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Un, undefendable. Ironically, um, yeah. the, the defending. I don't. Yeah, and then games games game has almost gone at two 0 It's not quite gone, but games almost gone at two 0 uh, and then you have the third goal as well, which sadly we have to give a bit, a bit, a bit of issue at Victor for it got it got a big something on it. Too much just, on it. He got too much on it. <laughs> yeah, it did yeah. He got too much on it, and then to, uh, your mates got twine. Yeah, from, from a yard out. Yeah, uh, but that came from who was who was the misclearance? Was it uh, was it Hacks that had the misclearance? I thought it came from a long ball over the top. To be honest. It did, but somebody tried clearing it me there, didn't they? I've watched it about yeah, it Possibly. I, I, don't, I don't know who that was, whether it were Hacks or whether it was Tahi, I don't know. But central defenders of the experience of Sean Morrison and Grant Hall should not be getting caught over the top like that, whoever yeah. went to play that ball. Absolutely not. You know? The, 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 no. That, that, that's just... That is literally schoolboy defending again, isn't it? Hmm. Richard Brown, they say at 2 0, you are the most vulnerable, except against Rotherham. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Matt, the minister, I thought very, very vulnerable at 2 0 down, <laughs> vulnerable to another four or five. <laughs> uh, Mike, Matt, Miller says, young lad Dexter, perhaps feeling a lack of confidence more than most, certainly way off championship. I think that's bang. I think, I think Mike's nailed it. We've, we've seen at times this season that, he's, that he has got the ability to play at this level. And he doesn't have it right now for one reason or another. He doesn't have it he, right now. He shouldn't be playing now. Obviously, this pelt, pelt is fitness to manage, um, which is forcing him to play. I don't think we'll see Dexter on Saturday, to be honest with you. Uh, assuming Pelty is fit, but yeah, Dexter needs taking that firing line and sharpest. The thing is, he had an international break. He didn't even not play. He had to go play for Jamaica. Yeah. So yeah. he's not even had the benefit of not playing for a couple of weeks like everybody else had. And I think that's hurt him. Mike yeah. also says, why is there a surprise, uh, surprise at Tuesday's confused tactics and selection for Taylor that read Carlisle, both tactically very poor and cannot inspire? Um, yeah. Scott Kent says, did anybody else turn off when the third went in? I guess feel for Sam Tower commentary, I you be able to thank people at the end for sticking with it? Anybody did stick with it till the very, very end. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's half time. The game's dead, isn't it? There's no... One 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 nil, you're probably find, going to find it very difficult, but you're in it. At two nil, it's probably not going to happen. But we have come back for two nil at home before when they were yeah. scored. But and then three nil, that's game over. Go home. Yeah, go to something else because I can't get my head around this away. Well, to want to talk about the fourth goal and our goal in a moment, maybe. But I can't get my head around this this change in setup. Out. We were talking on another podcast earlier about with a whole fan. And he said he was shocked at the way we played. He was shocked how bad we were. Having what because having watched the Leeds game, you've if you watched two Rotherham games a season, one was the Leeds game, one was the Hulls game, you would not believe it's the same team. 
Mm. It's time just certainly to go back to basics away from home. Set up difficult to beat. Get your man up top. We're probably at a pace who can run in behind and go from there. And we're not we're not doing that at all. We're not doing anything that resembles logic, really. No, we're not. We're not. And we've talked about it and talked it to death. Um, and I, I don't know what else to say, really. There's a huge, huge psychological barrier now with those players that once once they get under the cosh away from home or once they go behind or whatever, you can they, they, they kind of throw the mentally throw the towel in, or some of them do. Um, and then it just leaves all the players who, who don't throw the towel in exposed, the likes of Victor and Tai Adolphin, Rathbone. You know, it leaves the rest of them exposed. Um, and it, and it's, it's not great. It's not great at all. So I, the, the, the new manager, whoever that might be, when they come in, it, it's, it's a huge, huge problem that needs to be addressed, more so than anything else, I think. Mm. Well, it is. I mean, it's quite obvious uh, that, that that is got to be priority number one to uh, to stop us shipping goals and shipping defeats away from home game after game after game. Yeah, it's very negative, this. But uh, it, sorry. 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 <laughs> it's so difficult to, to, to pull any positives out of it. And there, and there are some, you know, Victor's still playing at a high level. We've, we've talked about other players, Hakeem Adolphin and, uh, and Christ Tahi, Ollie Rathbone, you know, I, I, Cohen Bramall's not having a, having a bad time of it at all. You know, these players are, mm. these players are sticking in there and, but they are being let down by others around them. Um, mm. And 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 that's that's what's but the frustrating thing and the annoying thing is it's they're being let down by people who should know better. Mm. Um, that's the worry. Yeah. Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Shelley says he'd rather have hacks at the back than Morrison, him and Hall. Morrison and Hall can't play together. That brings on to the fourth goal, which again was Grant Hall playing the ball through again. Back to the six-yard box. I mean, I, th I think there was an accidental, I, I think. But the ball hit him and he just sort of nod, nodded it back to the six-yard line. The ball got knocked back on. It's a great finish. Let's not take anything away from the finish. It's a, it's a brilliant finish from from there. Um, but it's once again schoolboy defender. And he was just after half-time. We, 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 we all knew we wanted to get back into that game. But it was yeah. the old adage, if you're 3-0 down, just go try and win second half or yeah. whatever. And then <laughs> in five minutes, if, if, we, if we're mentally starting again, you're 1-0 down again. In reality, 4-0 yeah. down again. It's just, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't really understand the situation of the mental, it's a mentality issue in it, let's be fair, it is a mentality issue and we're never going to get to the bottom of it because we're not qualified psychologists, but it was just bad again. 
Yeah, would you? I, 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 well, I texted you. I can't believe that that what had happened. I just yeah. thought, well, he's offside. Why, why aren't they giving it offside? I had absolutely no idea that um, that Grant Hall had played the ball. So, um, yeah, yeah, you've covered it. You've covered it. it it's just crap defending, crap defending yeah. all round for all four goals essentially. So, um, there's not else we can say about it. Is there? That's, that's, yeah, there's nothing positive to drag from it. So let's not sort of depress the life out of everybody and ourselves by uh, by going over and over it. It's not going to be cathartic. It's not going to be that cathartic experience that it often is after a defeat. The only, the only difference in that and the Watford game is that these goals were better quality than the Watford goals. Um, really? Well, the finish for the fourth one was excellent and the Philogene back heel was excellent. Uh, it was. I mean, it's a back heel. We can all back heel the ball. You know, you if you're telling me that you expected that to go in, then I'm sorry, I'm not buying. I'm not buying that whatsoever. You gotta love a backheel goal. Backheel goals are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless it's against you. Unless it's against if, you're, if you're trying to tell me that he meant to score, he thought he were going to score by doing. I mean, come on. You know, we spent a podcast in July saying that Andre Green meant that flick. Well, yeah, but that were different. <laughs> <laughs> that were different because he had a look but you know <laughs> in all seriousness a professional footballer is not going to back heel the ball towards goal and expect it to get beat a goalkeeper and three defenders you know it's just it, it was hopeful is what it was it was yeah it definitely was hopeful uh, Phil says guys when are you going to see the tactics a bit gambling on injury pulling players has been disastrous we are now in December and still managing their injuries yeah yeah what can you do well, yeah, we have, we have covered that extensively. It's felt as though the, I think the injury, we're, we're over the worst of the injury crisis as things stand right now. We can, like you said earlier, we've got competent players in each position. Whereas uh, you know we were playing random people at centre half, we are over the worst. Well, it's hopefully the worst of it. Well, but, I, I disagree with that comment. Bill, who, who, who are the players that are injured? Callum, Callum Black is not an injury prone. Thirty uh, odd year old. Cam Humphries is not an injury prone thirty odd year old. Cafu's not. Uh, Lucas is not injury prone. None of these. None of these players that are out long term. The the ones that are playing at the moment that are the are the more experienced players, mm. and and they're the ones that are not performing. So I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I get where I get where I get where we're coming from with that, and I do. I I, I do have some sympathy for that point of view, but we can't afford. Anybody else, you know, we can't mm. afford a 23 year old who's going to going to do 46 games a season to a high level. We can't, we, we don't have that money. So I, I, I get why the gamble was taken. I understand that. And they're not the players that are out at the moment injured. They yeah. were, they have been, I accept. So, um, yeah. What do you, what, what else do we do? No. Yeah. Um, no. Jimmy says, if we did a back heel goal, you'd be saying it was goal of the season, Mick. Of course I would, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll finish on the goal. Grant Hall got his first goal. Maybe his first Rotherham goal. I'm not certain. I haven't checked that. It's certainly his first goal of the season, obviously. That goal was frustrating for me. It was because they really struggled with balls into the box hole. Yeah. We were throwing it before the first goal where they really struggled and they looked really uncomfortable. And then for the rest of the night, Rathbun's corners were just off it. He's, he's puts, he can put a great corner, but it was not on Tuesday night. Um, and they showed that they have vulnerabilities, Hull, and that mm. makes the forward even more frustrating. Because if, if we were to be so rubbish at defending, 
there was something in that game for us. If we if we defended just a bit better and were defended like we, we weren't playing under 12s, then there was something in that game for us. I could see the the plan of attack in terms of set pieces and long throws, and it, and it did cause them problems occasionally. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought putting ball in the box when you've got some strikers in there would cause a problem, eh? It's radical, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah it, 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 you're right, it, it did. And and the first bit of quality that got in there, uh, arguably quality, but the first ball that actually made it into that mix ended up in back at net. And, and I'm yeah. sure there would be more, had we got more balls in the box, but there still does seem to be that reluctance um, under, under Wayne Carlisle to... As, as there was under Matt Taylor to put the ball in the box, get it in the mix, you know, and uh, and let's see what happens. But, uh, you know, that that was successful for us in the early part of last season. Mm. You know, Paul, one of Paul Warren's tactics was get that ball in the box. Um, and, and we were successful with it. And that seems to have disappeared since since Paul Warren left. Um, it's mm. been, you know, there's, there's some players who, who just point blank refuse to cross it. You know, uh, Lee Peltier being one of them. I've yeah. never, ever seen him cross a ball, no matter how good a position he's in. He always pulls it back for somebody else to do. But but yeah, that, that's not criticism. That's just, uh, yeah, we didn't, mm. we, didn't, we didn't get the ball in dangerous areas at all, did we? Not all, no. Tom Catley just wants to say, he's not read a John Morrell comment, so before he comes down for the last five minutes, let's hope we beat John Morrell's Birmingham. <laughs> Sorry, Rain Rooney's Birmingham. We will be speaking to John. John's going to do our scan report for us. Uh, we're going to speak to him on Friday, so keep an eye out for the scan report and uh, and regular viewer John, because he'll be doing it for us. Um, Mike Miller, this is a comment from earlier. We all know our way record. I presume, therefore, nobody's stupid enough to predict at the end of the show that we'll win at Birmingham. Probably not. Um, Richard Morris says he felt sorry for Jamie Lindsay in the interview. I did feel sorry for her. I don't know if you've listened to this, Mick. No. I, I, I've, I've listened to Jamie Lindsay a few times, but this was the first time I've realised how Scottish he actually is. <laughs> he is so Scottish. He's the most Scottish man I've ever heard. Everything, everything is just the deepest, strongest, <laughs> the strongest Scottish accent with the words. If you don't listen to it, it's just good for that, to be honest with you. Um it did seem odd wheeling Jamie Lindsay out for an interview. I've lost four one when he played about twenty minutes of it. Mm. Um, knowing Jamie Lindsay, he probably stuck his hand up for it. Yeah, I was just, just about to say that he's that kind of personality in it that will uh, he will stand on will Jamie Lindsay. Um, mm. And and you know when Pelts and, and and Lindsay came on, we we looked a different team. I mean, I accept that they take their foot off the gas a little bit, but we were far more aggressive. We were far more in the faces, and mm. and and you know. Had that had that change happened earlier, and I know I obviously I might, I accept it, did, it didn't for a reason, but you know we 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 may have we may have got reduced that goal difference a little bit at least. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, then the results on Wednesday went against us, so we're now set, set seven points adrift. QPR is a bit well late. Went on Tuesday, I think they played QPR. Um, we now sit seven points adrift, Mick. And this is one of the things when we were talking when Matt Taylor was here. And we were having conversations if it's the right time for Matt Taylor to go or not. One of the things that we said was, if you're going to do it, you need to do it so when the gap is not crazy, when it's not seven points, ten points. Yeah, we did get rid of we did get rid of Matt Taylor before it got to seven points, but we haven't appointed anybody else, mm. and it's now seven points adrift. That's at least three games. Obviously, that's at least three games. The gap between us and Huddersfield, uh, Coventry have, have sailed away, and Plymouth are just about in semi-reaching distance, but it's only semi at this point. Um, that's a massive gap 
bear in mind our games we I know there's lots of points to play for. Yeah. But based on how many games we win at this level and all have always won at this level, that is that feels a massive gap. Yeah, you can't argue, you can't argue with that. Absolutely it does. Um, but that's what happens when you're starting to because of your away form, but you're starting to rely on other teams to do your favours and, and that's not gonna happen, is it? So yeah, it's a huge gap, um, which is another another issue for any manager coming in. Um mm-hmm. and it's another issue from from for the recruitment. Uh, of a new manager as well, um, mm. you know. So, yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. That no, it's not. Shelley asks seven points too much given given our current form. It's never too much, and if, if the appointment's right, I, I go back to this, and people will probably get bored of me saying this, but that how good this team can be, this team can get out of this get out of this hole. If somebody can find a bit of consistency, like we played against Leeds, like we played for an hour against Leicester, like Norwich, like Blackburn, like Preston for a bit, a few other games. If somebody can get that out of this team, not every game, but every other game, for four games out of six, something like that, this team is good enough to get out of this hole. So that's why this appointment for me is massive. Because the right man will get this team out of this. I have no doubt in the world that the right manager could can get this team out of this. But it's got to be the right manager, and it's got to be the right manager. It's got to be done in time, which it's going to be done in time. Obviously, Uh, well, not obviously, but probably more than likely. (laughs) Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, Yeah, it's just a big gap. It's 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 not a good place to be at the moment. Uh, But I don't think that's something that we can we can consider. We can think about. I don't think there's you know. We've got to be, we've got to try and be positive as supporters and, and and support the team and support the club and 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 get that siege mentality, um, uh, you know, around the club so that um, so that if because that's the only uh, only way not the only way but it's you know going to be a, will be a massive help to the team to to get behind them and you know no, the nobody likes us um, scenario. Um, you don't want us here, whatever it is, whatever psychological ploy you need to 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 get those players into the right frame of mind. Um, and I think that's where possibly, arguably, where Matt Taylor fell down. You know, he's he's talk about and 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 he's it, quite he's kind of jokey a little bit. You know, I don't like this team like Rotherham um, attitude. You know, and you can harness things like that. Yeah. You can't. You shouldn't dismiss it. Necessarily, I don't think um, you can dismiss it with certain players. Don't use it with certain players, but other players, you, you know, they can harness it to their benefit uh, mm-hmm. to improve the game and to improve their approach to game. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a bit of naivety. But that's still there now, and and I think we we we're drawing on the results of that in in terms of how we're performing away from home. Mm. Yeah. And if he says slow defence, no goal threat, how can we possibly get out of this mess? We've got a goal threat at home. We've got plenty of goal threat at home. Uh, I'm not saying we don't want to score six and seven goals a game, but there's certainly a threat there. Mm-hmm. And if you set up if you set up properly defensively, it don't matter how slow your defenders are, if they can defend properly, you can do it. You just need to set up properly. Mm-hmm. Um Sean Morrison and Grant all have been great players at other other football clubs. They all have been great football at all the football clubs. You've just got to deal with them properly, you've got to set them up properly. And that's what's costing you. We're just not setting up right. That's, uh, Mike says, if he loves my optimism that a new boss can save us, I dearly hope you are right. But frankly, that's a pipe dream. Possibly. 
But we, we, we go, I went, I was looking at some stats earlier and I was looking at the two particularly bad relegation seasons, 2004 and 2016. And we were, we were, they were, I think we were on seven points at this stage of the season in both those seasons. Those seasons were doomed from almost the outset. From three or four games in those seasons were doomed. I don't get that feeling from this team. I, no. I, I, there's, some, there's something there. There is, there is For me, there's definitely something there in these players and the way that they can play. But like I just said a minute ago, we just need somebody to unlock that in them. Um, yeah. Agreed. Whether it happens or not is, is something something remains to be seen. Let's talk I, don't, the- I don't think we're at the stage of the season where we're talking about a pipe dream at the moment because there's too many games left. You know, if we, if we were 15 games left or whatever, then yeah, all right, I, I, I accept that. But we're not at that stage. I don't think just yet. Mm, I agree. Shelley does ask, if, do we think we need an appointment this side of Christmas to give us a chance? I think we need an appointment after the weekend at the latest. That yeah. for me at least. If we if we go into a Swansea game, you've got Swansea and West Brom. West Brom are a good team, but we're at home against West Brom, so that makes it a winnable game. You've got a possibility. If you can get things right, you've got a possibility of putting a couple of wins together. I know we've got Leicester or whatever after that. But you need somebody in place, particularly for, for me, those two home games. Um, anyway, let's move on to another away game. Um <laughs> By my maths, it's 24 away games without a win. Um, that, that goes back. It still blows my mind that I last away when we're Sheffield United and we eventually got promoted. Um, that does still blow my mind, to be honest with you. But 24 games. We are bottom of the form table, unsurprisingly, Mick. The Birmingham are third bottom of the form table. Uh, their only win came against Sheffield Wednesday. Um they've got issues, Birmingham. Let's let's not beat around the bush. They've got we'll we'll find more about this problem, John, tomorrow on the scouting report, but they've got issues under Wayne Rooney. Mm. Um, he wasn't wanted. I think that's fair to say. I'm not sure many Birmingham fans will disagree with me on that. He wasn't wanted when he came in, and he has not had an impact, having only beaten Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you've got to be positive. I'm not saying let's go two strikers up top and Oliver Rathman out wide, but you've got to be positive against a Birmingham side who are on the floor mentally. Mm. Because we said this, they said that we said that we said this against Watford, but if you can get on top of them, the fans will turn. As, yeah. as with as with any fan base, the fans will turn, and that will make it better for us, and it'll give you a better opportunity. Mm. This is a winnable game. I'm not saying we're going to win, but this is a winnable game if you play this right, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. If the Leeds team, the team that played up against Leeds, turn, turns up on Saturday, yeah, we'll win. They won't, because <laughs> history tells us that they won't. Recent history tells us that that's not going to happen. Uh, but if they do, we'll get something out of the game. And I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, particularly given Birmingham's form at the moment, you know, and, and it, 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 Rooney's not having any effect, well, any positive effect it would appear on on Birmingham City's performances. So, yeah, it's a, absolutely it's a winnable game. But we're away, so I, I, it's, it, it's, it's just simply down to the fact that Something has to change. Something has to change in the way that we approach away games, either on the pitch, actually on the grass itself, or in the players' heads, some of the players' heads. Something has to change. And if it does, we'll get a result. No question in my mind. But I, I just can't see where that change is going to come from. That's the, that's the downside, the depressing part of it. I completely agree. We'll go, we'll go into these away games, assuming that we've already lost. Um, because... Because the waveform says, "What? Go on. 
I was just going to say I think that's probably a way a lot of the, the lot of the play, a lot of the players approach it as well, and that's probably the issue. Yeah, uh, Jim Woodland says we definitely need a point against Brum, if not all three. But it's who's in defence that matters the most in terms of results. Yeah. Um, C says Eton says sack Matt Taylor played two up top. Lads still can't do it. It is what it is. Support the team and have the faith. The faith parts the, the the issue at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what do you want to see, mate? Let's 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 go. Let's what do you want to see? So we'll talk, let's go through a line of what you want to see because there should be no fitness issues because Ayala's had a week off. Peltier's had nearly a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that point of view, there's no fitness issues. What are you want? What you want formation wise? What do you want to see? I want to see five across the back. I want to see Cohen Bramall at left back. I want to see Ayala in there, um, Peltier in there, and one of either uh, Hall or um, or the other lad. Morrison. I've been calling out Morrison. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to. I'm happy for Dexter still to be at, at, at right back, but whatever. You know, we'll go for if you want to put Pelts out there. But I want Ayala. Yeah, I want I want Ayala back in there. Um, I want. Uh, hopefully, Fred will be will be fit. If he's not, higher players. No, no question in my mind. I hear Rathbone and um, and and Hacks in midfield, um, and and arguably, I might give Georgie another run. But I'd put Nombe up front with him. I wouldn't be putting Hugel up there, um, or I'd have Hugel and and Nombe, whichever whichever way around you want that. Um, Defensively, Birmingham City are struggling. That's where their problem is. Going forward, they're not too bad, but defensively, they're not very great. Not great. So, um, yeah, that, that's probably where I'd go. How I'd go? I'd go four three three. Go back to four four three slash four five one. You, I think you go back same back four as we had against Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the fit, potentially fitness maybe we feel three against same three. You got, got Rathbone, Hacks, Tiahi. As midfield three, that's got to be a midfield three, unless Jim Williams is available. Yeah, yeah. It matters. If Jim Williams is available, we could put Hacks back at centre half, couldn't we? Yes, he could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gives that bit of pace back there, but and then if Fred's fit, Fred plays. If not, then Appiah plays, and then you've got to start number. You've yeah. got to, got to, got to, got to start number. You have uh, because they are they are vulnerable at the back. Um, so if you've got somebody like Hugo or Kelly and Nombe, they've got two different things to think about. It's going to be a struggle for them. You know, we're going to assuming that we actually manage to get the ball in the box. You know, we'll, we we we're going to cause them some trouble. So absolutely, yeah, Nombe has to start for me. Yeah, uh, for my for my formation, that still leaves me will play a short. There's an issue. There's an issue on the left left wing potentially because. Mm-hmm. We've, we're, we're, we're lacking anybody, really. But if, if Fred's fit and, and Appy is fit, I'd start both of those. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to see Revan so far forward again, to be honest with you. No. Uh, I, I don't know why you don't put Bramwell further forward and put yeah. Revan as an out-and-out left-back. Yeah, absolutely. He can cross the ball, it's lightning pace, uh, yeah. he can shoot. Yeah. I, I, I think know. it's because he, his pace will get the likes of Morrison or, and yeah. or Hall out of, out of some trouble. Which unfortunately yeah. that wasn't the case on uh, on on uh, on, when, on Tuesday night, but um, I guess that possibly is where the thinking is. Mm. Yeah, you've just got to be sensible to this game. You've just got to try and keep try and keep it tight without being defensive. In fact, we saw him at Till a few times. We've tried to keep it tight by being ultra defensive. You've got to keep it tight whilst having a threat. 
Keep it tight. It can be ultra defensive. Just don't hand it to him on a plate, you know. Because we 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 handed two goals to him on a and an absolute silver platter. Yeah. And then we're, then game's done. Game's finished in eight minutes. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mill says trouble is it seems to him that this team is beaten before it takes the pitch, pitch regardless of who we play and who the opposition is. I would add, as when it's away from home, I agree. This team is seem defeated. Um, take it out transfer budget in January, get a psychologist in and just sort something out. Um, Chris Anderson says there's no guarantees Carlisle and Co. will be in place of the Birmingham game if Matt, take, Matt Taylor takes them to Bristol. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a potential issue. What I would say is when Matt Taylor came to us from Exeter, he didn't take all his staff at once so that he didn't disrupt Exeter. Now he left Exeter in much more amicable circumstances. Um, but I would be surprised if they just up, up and leave tomorrow and it leaves Pelty and caretaker charge again. I don't know. Um, but you never know. You never know. That might be cheaper as if they did. It would be cheaper. It would save us money, which we could pay for yeah. somebody else then, couldn't we? Yeah, if they just want to resign, then they can resign. That's fine. But I don't yeah. think that will happen. I don't think that's I don't I don't think that's an issue. I don't think, I don't think so. uh, Wayne Carlisle and, and, and company are that kind of that kind of people and neither is Matt Taylor for that. It's not, you know, it's not, that's not what this is about. Um, so. Yeah. Feels like a dig at ball one, that. Did it? It did, yeah. Oh, I, well, hey, no, that, that, that's no. <laughs> because that's what they did last year. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe subconsciously it was, but I didn't, um, I'd not even considered that. There you go. Yeah. Um, can't, be seen to, can't be seen to criticize Paul Warren. That will not do my reputation any good whatsoever. <laughs> right. Let's go through predictions, Mick. Uh, I assume I assume you're not predicting a win. Yes, I am. Oh God. Two one. Oh, Yell beard's getting on my nerves, mate. So I'm, <laughs> desperate. I'm desperate for it to uh <laughs> I'm going to want to rob him, yeah. Two one. All right, style. I'm not. <laughs> Um, I've gone three-one to Birmingham. Right. Uh, our away record speaks for itself. Um, yeah, I got I got giddy on uh, Tuesday dinner by predicting a win on Tuesday. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, I won't be making the same mistake twice. <laughs> um, John S says. John S says five-nil to Birmingham. Oh, um, come on. Scott Kent says three-one, same as me. Sarah Ogden says two-nil. Uh, Power Man says three-nil to Birmingham. Terry Fembu's with you. And says two one to the Millers. Nathan Crabtree says five one. I assume that's to Birmingham. David Hope says four one to the Millers. It's one of those games where I come into it, so I'm sort of saying that Birmingham are not as good as Hull. No, but are they as good as Watford? <laughs> because Watford weren't very good, were they? No, no, no. But they still spanked us five nil. Um, yeah. And that's the thing; it doesn't seem to matter how good the opposition are. It's just we're going to lose. Based on how much they fancy it at the time, David Hope is a new favourite of the podcast. He says four one to the Millers. Yes, well, nice to do it. Agreed. Uh, YouTube says two 0 to the Millers. Matt the Miller says defeat. Surely can't be anything else. So sadly, uh, Mister Brown says I'm going to look like Father Christmas eventually. It grows very slowly, my beard. To be honest with you, but <laughs> it is getting annoying now. Um, Top Kelly says three one to the Millers. Neil says two one. Dave Carroll says two nil. Andy Andy P says three nil at half time to Brum. Lord knows how many in the second half. I'll take the forecast by them. Oh, you've got to laugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't, but... No. This is a really, really negative podcast recently, and I'm very, very sorry, everybody. Um, I was thinking about the other day that we've loved doing this podcast for the last few years, but this is tough at the minute. This is really, really tough to have, a think, have to think about it. Uh, I, went, I, went, I went on the, the Just Joe podcast earlier, and it's just tough to talk about and think about on a constant basis. But it'll turn. That's the thing about football, isn't it? This is not going to last forever. And in a week's time, we could be sat here saying, bloody hell, one, two, one, go here. I don't think we will be. But we could, and that's football for you. Could happen, mate. Could happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tobias is over for the Swansea game, and he's, he doesn't see us lose, so... Three optimism for you. It is what we need to do is get him to come to all the away all the away games because it's the away games yeah. we've got a problem for. Yeah, yeah. If we um, should have to start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick Thompson's positive says three one, three two, sorry. Um yeah. Andy P says we're all heart and soul, Millers, but what we've got on the pitch is poor, yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it is away. Away. At home, I'm happy with them. I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um it's tough, but we're all in it together and those that are going Saturday, you deserve all the praise in the world um, because that is to keep to keep going to the away games. Those that went on hold, those that are going Saturday to keep following the Millers away from home is uh, is some effort to put your lives on hold on a Saturday afternoon and watch that uh, is some serious commitment to this cause. You all deserve all the praise and all the credit. Terry, um, if you don't laugh, you certainly cry. <laughs> That's rather united for you. Um, Matt Mill says, guys, you two and the other lads are doing a great job. Said it many times. You give us a voice, and the good times are bad. That is priceless. Thank you very much. David, I wasn't I wasn't fishing for compliments, but the compliments. <laughs> uh David Hope says, on a serious note, I really appreciate it, guys. Efforts with the podcast, it helps me each week and I look forward to it on Thursday. Fair play, sending in the love together, guys. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we do it for. That's this is why we do it to do it as a bit of a community kind of thing. We will end it there. Now, I don't expect an appointment on Friday. But if there is, there won't be an emergency podcast because it's Legends Night. Um, so it'd be typical Rodney United to be honest with you, mate, wouldn't it? To make an appointment, it would, yeah. that you can't do an episode. Um, yeah. If you're going to Legends Night, feel free to say hello. Um, we'll be the sad looking Rotherham fans. Well, <laughs> that 300 of us, won't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, say hello if you're there. We, well, we are scheduled back on Sunday evening, which will be the review of the Birmingham game. And then I'll look forward to the week ahead. Who knows what the week ahead will have? And again, if there is a if there is a obviously an appointment next week, that the we emergency podcasts will come into place at some point. And then we're when Christmas. When does the Christmas period start? Oh God, yeah, we're gonna have to have that holly in bottom bit of thing down there, aren't we? And um, and then and then you're gonna have to start thinking about the Christmas special, Matthew. I've already thought about it. I don't know why. We've we've got pressure on the last two years. They've been really good. I think they've been really good episodes. Mm. Um, there's pressure on to get. Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know what. I don't know what the plan is going to be. We'll do, we'll see what we can do. Uh, we'll get the Christmas hats out soon. Um, anything else, Mick? We're going over an hour. Me, just two of us. We're going over an hour for that. That's quite no. a good. No, I'm fine, mate. I'm 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 talked out about. I'm fed up of managers. I'm fed up of the waveform. Don't want to talk about any of that. Anymore, thanks a lot. <laughs> I had a message earlier. I didn't tell you this, but I had a message from one of my friends that said, "Mick looks like a broken man these days." Rotherham United are slowly breaking him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're going to have to go a lot further than that. A lot further than that. 
I mean, the only other thing I suppose is um, RIP to uh, Shane McGowan, who's passed away mm. today. Um, I guess that means we're going to hear fairy tale in uh, fairy tale in New York a few times in these next few, uh, times. few weeks. But um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, the only thing I'm amazed about with the, the life he's led is that he managed to make 65. To be perfectly honest, that's a miracle in itself. But um, hell of a songwriter, hell of a hell of a songwriter. Yes, I'm praying for his old fairy tale of New York this season, aren't we? To be fair, well, indeed. But yeah, thank you all for being with us. Make sure you subscribe. We're creeping up to 1300 subscribers on YouTube. Um, so please do subscribe if you haven't done already. Oh, referee, thank you, Martin. Uh, who was the referee? Yes, that is Andy Davies, the referee. He was the referee at Hillsborough and um, South Yorkshire Derby. Uh, he was very picky and poor. poor. He was poor. He was poor. He was poor. Um, also, I, we should mention this because I think we gave her a bit of stick. I thought the referee on Tuesday was really good. I, I thought she went unnoticed, which yeah, is one did. of the best things you can say about a referee. <laughs> I said on the, on the other show, it was quite easy because we just didn't turn, turn up. So it's quite easy to referee one team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we should credit where credit's due. I thought it was an, it was an excellent performance. Um, at least somebody had a good performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the scout report should be up Friday, hopefully. If not, it'll be the latest Saturday morning. Because of the ledgers night, that's um, and because of Birmingham played Wednesday, it's caused a bit of issues, but that will be out. Mick's been on the Blue Focus, Blue Focus one, I can't remember. Yeah, Blue Focus, I think. Um, uh, so if you want to check out Mick, he's on there, don't because it's far more depressing than the next <laughs> one's been. And that's <laughs> I won't bother. Fair enough. Thank you all for being with us. Like I said, we appreciate you being with us on these Thursday and Sunday evenings and the emergency pods when they happen. We'll be back next time. Up the Millers. That's what I'm held to say. Up the Millers. <laughs> it's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! have secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me off in The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.